All right, one more thing. Uh, and you were a part of this. We told a couple already. What's your favorite 103 story? Uh, mine's going to be different than yours, but I, it was just so it was so. It intimate. may not be different. It's a toss up. Okay, uh, okay I'm going to give. I'll give three and an honorable mention. Okay. So honorable mentions: Rocky the Bull from USF, <laughs> 2008. That was a good one. Wait a minute, does that count? Because that was when Bill Stewart was the coach. Yeah, that was that was a good one. But so <laughs> number. <laughs> Where's Adrian? Number three could be your favorite, which is Channing Eat Ship Paul at Paul Rhodes. Is that number two? That's number three for me. Oh, that's number three? That's number three. Man, that was awfully good because we didn't just do that to Paul. We were on his entire coaching staff because they were all getting fired. And we had the whole um, section chanting with us for a minute. We did. And wasn't that the game, too, that one of the support staff was walking down the sideline and I started screaming at him, calling him Steve Spurrier because he had the visor on and he turned around and tipped his cap to me? No, that is number one. I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. So number two is when we insulted Zach Kolaris's little brother. <laughs> uh, you know what? That might be my number one. That might be my number one. Zach Kolaris is. We're playing Cincinnati, and Zach Kolaris's little brother is wearing a Steubenville big shreds. Yes. The stu- it's, by the way, kids, Steubenville High School. This is not Steubenville anything else. It's Steubenville High School, and I know what you're thinking wherever you are listening. Is that the same Steubenville High School that had the big case with the rate? Yeah, that's the one. That's the exact same high school. Zach Claris is Cincinnati's starting quarterback, and his little brother's wearing one of their shirts, and one of us yells, who the hell are the big shreds? And it went on from there. Well, he wouldn't answer the question, Jake. If he would have answered the question to begin... First of all, we were chanting at DJ Woods because he kept getting lit up by whoever it was that was our big corner that year annihilating him. But we we stayed on him because it, it's, a, it's a gray t-shirt and has a big red S in the middle of it. On one side it says big, the other side it says reds. And we were just inquisitive. Who are the big shreds? We don't understand what your shirt means. Who are the big shreds? And at this point, we're up 25 points. It's like 35 to 10. And we're screaming at him, and he finally has had enough and turns around and yells at us, Steubenville High School, okay? We just beat Morgantown last night. To which our response was, turn around and look on the field. We pointed our hat and said, this means West Virginia University, <laughs> and we're, we're embarrassing the University of Cincinnati right now. Well, we didn't really understand what we were doing until about, I don't know, three days later on Tuesday, when we did the research and figured out, yeah, that was the starting quarterback's younger brother that we were embarrassing at that point. They're for a recruiting trip for Cincinnati. They're trying to get him to play for him. Well, I think we may be the reason why he didn't. So, number one, All right. and this is this game was special. It was Stu's last game um, in Morgantown. There weren't many people there. It was freezing cold in oh, December. Oh, God, of course. Um, oh, how did I forget this? Greg Schiano is coaching Rutgers, and he's about to get fired. And LeBron James is leaving Cleveland at the same time, and I start chanting, Akron hates you. Or Akron loves Akron you. Akron loves you. Akron loves you because we're insinuating he's going to Akron. That's his <laughs> new job. Um, and it turns into keep chopping Shiano, keep chopping Shiano. And before the half is over, Greg Shiano is running off the field chopping at us. Well, we were, to be fair, we were chopping at him first. We were. We were chopping yelling at him. Yelling at him. And, and it, wasn't he being interviewed on TV while was, we were doing this at was. this point? 
<laughs> and he comes back onto the field chopping at us again. And, and, and not just chopping at us, he has us stared down <laughs> and while whole, he's doing The it. whole second half, he would turn around and chop at us. Yeah. And it just, every time, keep chopping, Shiano, and or Akron loves you. And we're in his head to the point where not, I understand totally, on a reactionary level, I understand him doing it on the way off the field after the interview. I get that. But the fact that he came out of the tunnel doing it immediately after tells me, you didn't even talk to your team at halftime. You were just thinking, I'm going to show those two idiots whenever they come back out here. Yeah, he had the last laugh. He got to go make millions of dollars to lose games in Tampa Bay. You know what? That is a pretty good last laugh to get paid to coach that poorly. All right, what's your honorable mention? It was Rocky the Bull. Your honorable mention was Rocky the Bull. It was Rocky the Bull. Okay. So... So there was one I was a little surprised you didn't mention, and I can't remember what it was now. Um, I did enjoy, it may have been that Cincinnati game. That whole game was a major That problem. whole game was great. Okay. Um, my favorite, one of my favorites was probably, I think it was that game. We were completely tired of people getting introduced during timeouts. <laughs> Uh, you know, we've just we've just had a big moment, a big stop on defense, and the crowd's charged up. We go to a timeout. We need to keep this thing cooking, and we've got to introduce the women's janitorial staff from the Towers dorm. They you know, it's it's breast cancer you awareness. Cleaned up a lot of puke last week, and they're using a lot of pink mops trying to raise money for Sujin G. Coleman. Uh, no, for God's sake, you're killing my environment. So. We've just, we've had it, and we've decided we're just we're going to show our displeasure no matter what it is that's coming down next. So we look over to the other side of the stadium, and here comes a parade of probably twenty five people heading down the steps. And they're obviously coming onto the field. Ah, oh, who's this? Who's it going to be this time? You're going to trot out onto the field, and we've got to clap for them and act like they matter. I've had enough. And we're just heckling them constantly. And they come out onto the field, and it is veterans who have just come back from Iraq. (laughs) And in the way that only you can't, we're both laughing. And you turn and look at me and said, well, we're assholes. (laughs) That one one was pretty bad. There's there's one other one. I hope the girl that sits in front of us listens to this. Because she gets a kick out of all of our... That's Jess. And I don't know if Jess and, and JP listen to this or not, but they really should. They because really should because we've had a lot of these moments. And I think the most important part of this in 103 is that we do this whether we're winning or losing. It really makes no difference. You know, the hate, the hate comes out really no matter what. I remember the one that I can't believe you didn't mention. There was a game, and there's video evidence of this. Uh, There's a game where we got so out of control heckling the other team's bench, we made it onto television more than once. They were a Division II school. Were they D2? I thought, oh, Norfolk State. I think, yes, there is actually a screen. I've got the picture, I'll try to find it, of the score, and it's like 42 to nothing. And we're both standing there like, what, Norfolk State? What well, they I think they went down and either kicked a field goal or or yeah, scored started it. or scored and missed a conversion Imagine and they were that. celebrating like the team at that uh West Canaan plays at the end of Varsity Blues. They were looking a lot like that. And we were over the cement wall screaming at their bench, "Your Norfolk State. Look at the scoreboard." Okay. Look 
at the scoreboard. And it wasn't even that typical sports taunting scoreboard. No, we're just trying to look at the scoreboard and then look in the mirror. You're, you're, you're Norfolk State. Just stop it. Yeah, that was a bad one. And it kept getting bad, and it kept getting well, bad. There was no one at that game, and it was on, like, what's Root Sports, Root Sports whatever it's called now. It's something else now, I think. But. Well, then they turn around, and they acknowledge the fact that we're screaming at them. <laughs> And it starts with special teams, and then other people start turning around, and they're obviously not happy, and they start yelling back. Well, you don't want to do that, because if you acknowledge us, it's like kindergarten. Don't encourage them. They're only going to make it worse. And there we go. And it just kept going, and it kept going. Pretty much any time we played Rutgers, or anybody like that, we're going to be bad. Oh, yeah. But it's games like that. How in the world? I'm noted for some of the creative stuff that I do. I understand that. The the game against Maryland when Ralph Friedgen was the coach. And I brought a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts to the game and started screaming at him, telling him to come have one with me. And he looked like he looks like King Hippo from Punch-Out. And he looked like he wanted to come attack me for what I did. And then it's 28 nothing at the end of the first quarter, and he probably forgot about it. Uh, what was the other one that I'm See, the best, the pretty best well known pre- for? The best pregame I've ever done is the game that we're not going to actually talk about the game. Um, but before the game, Dave Wanstead's out there on the field hobbling around. On crutches. On crutches. Well, I'm just watching him and yelling, Hey, Dave, you don't need those crutches. And every now and then I'd catch him taking a couple steps. <laughs> so finally uh, I get him to point the crutches at me. <laughs> well, Dave was a good dude. He was laughing a little bit. Uh, there's one more that I, I thought I was pretty well-versed for. I got us a call one time. I did do that. You did do that. Uh, that, was, that was the 0-9 pit game. Yeah, you and, didn't get us a call. And I was I was just in rare form for that game anyway. And there was a side I think it was a side judge. His name was Steve and worked that game. So I don't know if his name was Steve. I'm just or Scott. It was you were calling team. him Steve. And I'm just well, I opened the program and figured out his name and started yelling at him. Okay. So I just started going off on him and I said, You mean to tell me that we've played thirty minutes of football? And Pitt has not held. They've not been offside. Nothing has happened. You're not going to throw one flag. Come out for the second half. I'm still going. And I'm still going. And I, now I'm on the first name basis because I've had time to do the research. And I'm still screaming at him. And I'm three rows from the field. Believe me, he can hear me. And I know he can hear me. And I, it's not stopping. So finally, it's halfway through the third quarter. And Pitt breaks a run down the sideline for about 30 yards and a first down. He throws a flag. And they call a chop block play comes back i think they ended up kicking a field goal and they go to a tv timeout and he has to come back down to his position for the kickoff and he's standing at the pylon tv timeout and he has his arms crossed and he is staring at me in my seat until i turn and look at him and i finally turn and look and he gives the chop block signal and holds his arms out like well happy now and I said, uh, Scott, Steve, whatever your name is, uh, that you are the best official on this crew by far. Thank you very much. And bowed to him. That is that's one of my I finer that mo- one. that's one of I my finer that moments. And that was that. and I think it's fitting that that moment happened in my in my favorite game that's ever happened at that stadium. And I've been there for some. I was there for the '93 Miami game, the '88 Syracuse game. That was as good as I have ever done at a game harassing people and i think if i go back and watch some of these games i'll remember some of the lunatic stuff that i've done so you didn't get the basketball game that year that was 
no, I didn't need the basketball game. And you know why? Because Cam Thurman lost it for us, yeah, Jake. He, he didn't lose that one. We uh, killed him that night. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Villanova the game. The Villanova was, game, Cam Thurman. Lost. I was at the pit game. <laughs> I was at the pit game the year that we started throwing all the stuff on the floor. Well, okay, so the game after the first time Pitt comes back to Morgantown. By the way, whenever you whenever you say on here and I just said it, I'm bleeping it. Okay. I, it, it, it makes me sick. Well, they bring a pocket of students, and their pocket of students comes over holding their That's little signs in front of our students. And I'm in that group, and it's it's kind of like Concord, Lexington. I mean, it's you know you're just waiting for somebody to fire the first shot. Sure. Well, from the top of the student section comes a Julia's pepperoni roll. Oh God! Unwrapped, <laughs> half eaten, perfect spiral. <laughs> Drills this pit kid in the head. Of course it does. And he starts looking for security. Well, once the first pepperoni roll comes down and drills this kid, like thirty more pepperoni rolls come down. Peer pressure. <laughs> it's like, well, he threw one. We might as well throw one. So the security guards come over and threaten to throw the pit students. <laughs> well, of course. You guys are not where you're supposed to be and kick them back over there as sure. there's ice and everything else is being pelted at them. It was great. Uh, um, there was one more. Oh, I, I'll tell you one that we have forgotten. I'll, I'll tell you one right now we've forgotten. That last game against Pitt. The game ends. We sack them three times to end it. Everyone's celebrating, and then you have me and you running through the Tell pit, them to cheering, get out of our stadium, get out of our, st- and hurting them like cattle. <laughs> get out! Get. You're not moving. You're not. Get out! Over and over, swatting at them, telling them to get out. And there was, I swear to you, and you know I'm not kidding. There was legitimate fear oh, yeah. in the eyes of some of these people. Oh my God. These crazy Mountaineer fans that we always heard about, I think we found them. I bet they live in the woods. <laughs> they all have a limp, and they drink nothing but moonshine. Nope. I'm as sober as they come. Shoot them guns. <laughs> we've had a few of those. I was but, not. But. but that was fun. That was fun. And we've had so many of those games over the years. And believe me, I'll think of more of our idiot stories from 103 whenever we... Whenever we do this again, Jake, did you, did you enjoy this? Oh, it was a good fun? time. It was a good time. Well, good because you're going to come back. You're going to come back whenever you want. Next time, Steve's not going to have work issues. It's going to keep him away, and we don't have to piece the episode together. But yeah, next time when all three of us are here, maybe bring Dave in too. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks. Answer his phone. <laughs> He's not going to answer his phone. Why would he do that? He he knew exactly what that was, <laughs> and I'm going to call him out for it right now. You're a coward, Dave Markert. You're a coward. You're more of a coward about answering your phone than Mike Davis is about running. Okay? <laughs> and about he ain't that. running. Yeah, and he ain't running. And he's more likely to run than you are to answer your phone. 